0: Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Virtual Coffee Break with the MSU Extension Dairy Team. My name is Martin Mangual and we have a cool episode today especially for those beginning farmers or farm employees that are transitioning to become the decision maker or the manager of the farm. Farm management educator John Laporte will discuss some of the resources that are available for beginning farmers with Steve Whittington, an Army veteran who is now a beginning farmer. Let's get started.
1: Well, hello and welcome to another session of Coffee Break. My name is John Laporte. I'm the guest host this week. I'm from the farm business management team. I'm a farm business management educator with MSU Extension. And today we're going to talk about beginning farmer resources that are offered through MSU Extension. Uh, In particular, we're going to talk a little bit today about a relatively new resource called the Demand Series. We'll get into a little bit more about what that is. But joining me today is Steve Whittington. Uh, Steve, for our listening audience, tell us a bit about your background and your interest in working with beginning farmers.
2: First of all, just thanks for having me on the, the podcast here. I appreciate it. My background and interests working with beginning farmers and really my journey with ag started when I was in the military. I served in the Army until 2017. And what I was doing is, I was really looking for a career path post military to pursue. And I started to develop a big interest in agriculture during my service. I started backyard gardening and um, really took to liking the agrarian lifestyle. And when I got out of the military in 2017, I applied to a program through MSU Extension called the Organic Farmer Training Program. And um, I participated in that program for a year in 2017 while I was working on a seven-acre organically certified vegetable farm in West Michigan. And um, so that's kind of how I got my start in agriculture. In the following year, I assumed the role of farm manager for that same farm, um, the, the previous managers uh, no longer wanted to manage it. And I took that as an opportunity to kind of pursue what it would felt, feel like being a farm manager. And I did that in 2018. Realized that because we couldn't have uh, dwelling on the property due to where it was located, uh, my wife and I and our family made the decision that we wanted to find our own property and start our own farm business so that we could have a dwelling on the property and, and farm as well.
1: Now, as someone that's an inspiring farmer, uh, and knowing, kind of being involved the last couple of years within the, the farm industry, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges that beginning farmers have to face as they're, they're starting out with a, a farm business?
2: Excellent question. I think I'm a prime example of one of those challenges, which is just a lack of knowledge and information. Um, the agriculture community, if you don't grow up in it and you're not immersed in that culture or that environment you're really going to have to bridge your knowledge gap considerably to acquire the skills necessary to be a successful farmer, beginning farmer. And I believe that the USDA classifies beginning farmers as anybody with less than 10 years of experience. So you're considered a beginning farmer for a long time. So anything that you can do to bridge that knowledge gap that that you might have or need is, is critical in your journey in agriculture. For me especially, that was, that's indicative of my story. Um, I started with zero knowledge of agriculture and really tried to just look for any sort of programs, books, resources, online resources um, that would help me uh, get the information that I need and learn the skills I needed to uh, hopefully one day own and operate my own farm or, or have a farm business myself.
1: And you mentioned the experience that uh, folks like USDA look for. And uh, a lot of cases, if you're looking for lender uh, or loans from lenders, the, that experience is so crucial. And it's, and it's not just any experience, it's a lot of it's this management level experience where you've got the understanding of how to run a, a farm business, not only from the business perspective, but also from the production perspective. So there's quite a bit of knowledge that people really have to have uh, to try to help them get started in some cases to, to learn freshly starting out. If you don't know, like you mentioned in your situation that you had to kind of learn some of those things, uh, what are some of the beginning farmer resources that MSU offers that you've routinely referenced or, uh, or gone to uh, that you found useful? I think you mentioned one program earlier that you already went through and kind of helped with before, but uh, you can talk some more about, about that program or maybe some other ones you've worked with as well.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll start with the Organic Farmer Training Program because that was really my first uh, experience with ag. And uh, I can't speak highly enough of that program as far as getting a start for me personally in my ag career. What I like most about that program is it does focus heavily on organic production of vegetables and fruits, but it really is dynamic and multifaceted as well. And what I like most about it is it walks you through an entire season on a farm. So the Horticulture Research Farm at MSU in East Lansing is, um, is where it takes place. And there's greenhouses and hoop houses there. And each week you cover um, whatever's going on at the farm that particular week. Farms are very cyclical, very seasonal. Um, and it walks you through about March through the end of November in a typical farm season. So you get to see a lot of different things happening on the farm during that time you get to learn a lot of different skills from heavy in the beginning of the year to planting and seed starting and greenhouse maintenance to greenhouse maintenance in reference to how we manage greenhouses in the shoulder seasons. That's a pretty crucial skill to learn and it's pretty nuanced as a beginning farmer Uh, all the way through harvesting, washing and packing the, the products and then what the end of a season on a production farm looks and feels like and what skills you need both on the business side of the house and the production side of the house for a farmer, and it was a really good immersive experience taking an entire season on a farm and, and seeing what that looks and feels like as a beginner.
1: Now another program that you're actually involved with here uh, is MSU Demand Series, and this is a relatively new series that's being organized by MSU Extension. Uh, I've been around here just a just a couple of years now as it gets started, uh, and what it uh, Demand stands for is developing and educating managers and new decision makers. And it's specifically focused on creating resources surrounding financial and business management concepts for beginning farmers. So touching on some of the things that uh, we talked about here a little bit ago, uh, some of the things that uh, folks need to learn especially as they're trying to gain that management experience. And there's there's currently nine uh, bulletins that have been published with more in the works and they're all authored by Uh, MSU Extension educators, but your role uh, as part of the series is actually uh, to be one of the reviewers of those publications. Can you talk a little bit about what that experience has been like for you and what you've gained kind of being part of that process?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I was invited to participate as a non-technical advisor in the demand series by, by you, John. So I appreciate that invite. And one of the first ones that I remember we talked about was fertilizer and and largely nutrient management of a soil. And one of the things why I find this such a crucial piece of the demand series is it kind of spans any sort of farming that, that you wish to do. A lot of different roads in farming lead back to soil health and soil quality and nutrition. For example, if you wanted to set up a, say, dairy grazing or livestock grazing operation, one thing that you're going to need to do is you're going to need to make sure that you have maybe adequate pastures for the animals to graze uh, seasonally on. So that leads back to, well, how is my soil health? How am I going to be able to grow uh, a good nutrient mix of of, of crops so that the animals can effectively graze on it? Or in a a different example, if I'm an organic vegetable producer and I'm at a small scale, um, how much compost do I add to, to my beds or my fields in order to gain a marketable product uh, locally. So one thing that was beneficial about that series is just walking through how nuanced that, that fertilizer applications can be and how those types of principles can benefit any and all farmers that, that are in the business because soil is so much involved in, in all of our production practices. Um, and I found that, that part of the demand series to be very helpful.
1: Yeah, and that, that particular uh, bulletin you're talking about, that it, it covers a lot of information on on that soil health, and then the other aspect of that where we talk about financing and business, where you think about the costs that go into that, and not only having a, a healthy pasture or having a, a healthy field to, to grow your crops in, but how do you think about the costs that are involved in that, and, and thinking more on those business aspects. And one of the other publications that's actually in the series is, for those who are kind of relatively new to what those, you know, cost of productions are, Uh, we actually have a a bulletin that talks about how to introduce to people this concept of cost of production, its uses, and trying to really offer uh, some different avenues. Uh, What do you think kind of sets the demand series apart from some of the other beginning resources that you've worked with or that you've seen that are out there?
2: What I think sets it apart is how topical it is, and, and really what I think the program has done a good job on is focusing on large needs of producers first. So for example, I I, I talked about how um, looking at fertilizer and nutrient management of the soil is a good uh, starting point because it encompasses a lot of of producers out there, from from dairy and livestock producers to, to vegetables and everybody in between. So we focus on topics that we know farmers are looking for more resources about and they're all-encompassing, they, if, we, if we cover a topic, chances are that a majority of farmers are gonna benefit from us going into kind of a more in-depth article or publication about that topic, fer- fertilizer and soil nutrient manage, as, as an example. Um, the same goes with, you, you mentioned business skills, so cost of production, right? You can grow the best product or you can produce it on your farm, uh, but what are the costs associated with producing it to that level or that scale? are you making a profit at the end of the year or at the end of the quarter or whatever metric you're using to judge? And that's a really important aspect for beginning farmers to realize is you really need to have sound business principles and be grounded in sound business practices in order for your farm to be successful, especially as a beginning farmer. And a lot of those business skills just aren't taught um, really well or, or at all effectively. So focusing on really sound business principles and analyzing a farm like a business, like any other business, is going to set a beginning farmer up for success.
1: Now, in terms of a lot of the publications, we uh, you mentioned understanding that cost of production. Some of the bulletins we have in the works actually kind of focus on the other aspect of that, where we're kind of thinking about uh, how to market. So a couple, couple bulletins we're looking to try to get out this year uh, would be actually some information on marketing grain. Uh, marketing on produce. So kind of thinking about some of those, The that other side where we're trying to generate that revenue that's needed to offset those costs and make that profit. Uh, we're also looking at some insurance information for folks that's coming here. Uh, right now, we've got one in the works on insurance options for vegetable producers. And then also another one on insurance options for those who raise uh, traditional or commercial grains, such as corn and soybeans. And, and so those type of things we've got in the works that are coming down the line to kind of give some more of that well-rounded uh, perspective for folks. Now, the other thing with uh, the demand series is also kind of this collection of resources on some other things that are they're very pertinent to, to being able to run a business. And uh, that's on financial statements and, and the farm financial health and kind of understanding what those things are. Now we've seen the last couple of years here, Steve, where it's been some pretty tough economic times for farms, especially in the last probably six, seven years. Uh, some farms have been more hurt than others. How important is, is it to you in understanding the farm's current financial health, especially for a beginning farmer starting out?
2: It's really important. Having a foundation and good finances when, when you're starting your business, I believe to be crucial. Um, Take me, for example, I'm still a beginning farmer and I haven't yet started my farm yet. And I started this agriculture journey back in 2017. Um, so, so it very much, I'm looking at it as a journey. Part of the reason why I haven't started a farm yet is we're looking at acquiring property and, and accessing land is one of the primary uh, hurdles that a beginning farmer who doesn't have any property, who, who might not have a family farm That's one of their primary hurdles that that you have to to get over in order to just start. So that's where I'm at right now. And a lot of that is realizing that land costs a lot of money, especially if it's a home attached to it or outbuildings, or maybe it has tractors or equipment or stands, um, like stands if you're doing sugar bush operations. Um, anything like that, it's, it's equipment involved with it and, it. and it's a lot of capital and it it's, it's an uncomfortable amount of capital for somebody who's not used to working with it. So you really have to not only understand finances and, and liabilities and, and assets and what those ratios are and, and how to tell if you're over leveraged or will a property cash flow to what extent is this scalable. You have to be familiar with these, with these concepts and principles But also on your own personal end, too, because if you have to put a significant amount of capital into starting your farm business, you really have to be prepared at a personal level to do so. So whether that's saving up money to um, purchase land uh, as a down payment or purchasing equipment or funding whatever venture you're trying to start, having a good ground and foundation in finance is is crucial,
1: and that's that's the main reason why a lot of the main reasons why we are are looking to try to collect some of those resources for folks. Uh, you can find a lot on information on financial statements and how to understand that farm's financial uh, health by going to the demand website, which is actually part of the MSU Farm Management website. Uh, a simple Google of MSU Farm Management will take you to the main site, and that's kind of some of the things that are are located there. Is the resource on how to understand how to create and use those documents, and then also how to really gauge where the the farm's uh, really health is at in terms of that financial perspective. And that's really important when you think about business planning because that's probably one of the things you've, you've probably looked at, Steve, is when you think about business planning, uh, there's a whole lot of information on what those financials look like, but also the overall structure of the business. And those documents kind of help to, uh, to develop that overall sense of what's the business gonna be, is it going to be profitable? Is is that how you've kind of found that in your your experience?
2: Yeah, and, and knowing how to knowing what those financial statements are telling you, just the interpretation of them, and um, so it's one thing to to get in your mind what what a what a cash flow statement is, what a balance sheet is, and how that is incorporated in your farm business, but then analyzing that on an annual quarterly basis to see maybe where there's gaps in in your production cash flow is, or um, maybe you are a little bit over leveraged um, with loans for equipment or or, uh, operating costs. So being able to analyze those financial documents and then make sound and timely decisions with your business in mind is really um, truly the challenge of owning and operating a business, but especially a farm because it is such cyclical and seasonal work and, and variable too with with weather and a whole bunch of different things that you can control. So from a risk management perspective, if you can have a real solid understanding in financials and how to apply those principles to your farm operation, the more successful you're going to be.
1: Well, Steve, that's all the time we've got today for uh, this session's podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us today and talking a little bit about the, not only the demand series, uh, but also some of the other beginning farmer resources we've got at MSU Extension I also want to highlight that we have the Beginning Farmer Webinar Series that's been running from 2012 and has a a wealth of information, not only from finance and business, but also on some production and startup information that is available online at the uh, Beginning Farmer Webinar Series website. And again, Steve, I want to thank you for being a part of today's podcast.
2: Thank you very much, John. Thank you for having me.
0: We would like to thank John for the episode today and also we would like to thank Steve and all the veterans for their service. A big thank you to all of you. If you have more questions or want additional information about this and other resources for beginning farmers, you can reach John Laporte at laportej at msu.edu. That's L-A-P-O-R-T-E-J at msu.edu. We encourage you to visit the beginning farmer Demand Series by typing MSU Extension Beginning Farmer Demand Series in any search engine like Bing or Google. Join us next week when dairy educator Marianne Morosky will discuss valuable information regarding beef cross calves with Dr. Gerard Jebore. I know there's going to be a lot of great and interesting information in the episode next week, so please join us then.